What is up, friends? This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. You guys should be so proud of yourselves if you made it to today. Today is the final episode of the Life Coaching Series. You guys are awesome. It has been a long haul. We started this January 20th. Today is May 7th. Congratulations. Now, technically, by the time you guys hear this episode, it will be... What today? What day will it be for you guys? It will be May 21st. Oh my gosh. Yep, May 21st. I just remember, I better change the date on Instagram. I put on there that the 7th would be the last day, but that's not true because this podcast is two weeks in advance. So I better make sure I switch that up. So by the time you guys hear this, it will be May 21st. If you started, you have completed the live coaching series. You are amazing. I hope this added a ton of value to your guys' life. I hope you have created a foundation within yourself, built it where you are aware of your character and your values, rooted in the love and um, acceptance of God to the point where now you have the confidence to carry out the vision that he has for you buried inside of your own life, right? So you guys, that is awesome. I'm excited for you guys. Um, as I told you, I'm going to go down to one episode a week Um, I made that decision because I was finding myself still, I was feeling very frustrated with my lack of progress that I've made. You know, I've, I've been working on that devotional. I told you guys about one day a week and I've done a couple days in the evening, but I realized that I work way better in the morning, super early in the morning when I wake up. Um, you know, that's when my, my mind is fresh. So I want to capitalize on that time in the morning, you guys, when I'm, you know, ready for the day. And uh, so that's my plan. So you guys are going to just hear episodes from me for once a week for now. Um, And then, uh, you know, I'm going to get that devotional done. And then after that, you know, I'm going to kind of evaluate and see where we're at. I noticed, um, you know, I want you guys to actually not, I don't want you guys to be overloaded either by too many episodes. I want you guys to, you know, not be like, oh my gosh, I have all that to listen to. (laughs) My husband told me he can feel that way sometimes if he's listening to other podcasts, if there's a lot of content. So, um, you know, there was a couple things. There's This is kind of a multi, you know, faceted decision. I want to be able to get my devotional done. I want to use that time in the morning when I'm fresh. I've got some other things that are going on that hopefully one day I can talk to you guys about, you know, in some transitions. And then uh, doing a little bit of an experiment to see if, uh, you know, I maybe less content is better for, um, you know, that people actually listen to it. You know, um, I'm hoping that this podcast reaches thousands of people one day and uh, encourages people. So that's my goal, but I got to, you know, just make some adjustments. So I'm going to do a little experiment, just kind of see how it works, you guys. So anyway, thank you guys for joining me today. It would be May 21st. Um, I realized a couple things I did not share with you guys yesterday when I was talking about the goal setting. Um, Some of the content from the parenting class. And so I'm going to share that right now. I'll give you guys the list and then we're going to pray because I don't want to forget to pray. I definitely want to pray and, um, you know, ask the Lord to guide and direct this conversation. You know what? Let's go ahead and do that now. Okay. It's before I forget. So Lord, 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 thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for just giving us the strength to make it this far in the year. It's already the middle of the year almost, Lord. What the heck? It's flying by. Lord, just thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for sustaining us. Thank you for providing for us, God. Thank you, Lord, that we're seeing your love and faithfulness magnified, especially in this, you know, crazy time of you know, the pandemic going on and, and the whole world being on lockdown, God, it's just been, you know, it's, it's incredible in that way. And it's also incredible 
just to see your your faithfulness magnified in this time, God. You know, if, if you care for us in the desert, how much more into the promised land, right? So Lord, let us just get a greater vision of who you are, how much you love us, the plans you have for us, God. It is absolutely incredible. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll continue to stir up this heart within us, God, to to expand our, our capabilities and our capacity to believe you for more of who you really are. Forgive us, Lord, for, you know, we get in the way, Lord, about what we believe in our perspective sometimes. It's so limited, God. So I just pray that you'll continue to pour your love and grace into our hearts that'll enable us to see you for who you really are, that'll propel us into the future, God, and the plans that you have, that your glory would shine through us, Lord, because we are giving you more access to us, God. So I just pray for that, Lord. Um, I pray you please guide direct this conversation. I pray that this uh, last uh, episode, well, it's not the last episode, Lord, but, you know, um, uh, you know, just this, this, you know, finalized session with the life coaching series will uh, just, get, you know, give people a great framework to set their goals, give them some encouragement and uh, that they will be able to uh, have everything that they need to, to move forward in their life, God. So I pray you bless the podcast. I pray that it gives people a framework and tools that they can use and that they can make a ton of progress in their life because they have found themselves rooted in their character, their values, and your grace and your love and all condemnation, shame, and all those things, judgment. Lord, that your grace would neutralize all of that. They can get out from underneath those things and just be free and walk into the plans you have for them, God. So we love you. We thank you. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So really quick, you guys, I shared with you that I, you know, an area of my life where I was having a problem, it was, you know, in my parenting, I really wanted to uh, feel like I had control of my kids, where they would be obedient to me, where I felt like, you know, I could tell them to do something, they would do it like first time, not just like, oh my gosh, telling them a hundred million times or other people telling them what to do. Um, You know, and a lot of kids, a lot of times kids will listen to someone else if they don't know them because they don't know what to expect, right? If we're not consistent with our children, then they learn that they don't have to consistently be obedient, right? Or, you know, do what you tell them to do, especially when they're young. Because uh, they, they're like, well, I know how far mom will go or that dad will go before, you know, they finally follow through on the consequences. And so, you know, I had no structure, you guys. I had no foundation. I did not know what to do when I had um, my old, when I had my oldest, who's going to be 18 next month. But when he was born, man, I was, I was still a kid myself. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And then when he was five, oh my God. It was a nightmare. And then I had, you know, baby number two and then baby number three eventually. And then we're living with another family and they have all this control over my kids. And I'm just like feeling so hopeless and helpless and feeling like such a worthless parent. Like I should be able to, you know, tell my kids what to do and they should listen to me and I should feel more in control. And, you know, I want to have quality relationships. I don't want to be afraid of the the teen years. You know, I want to be able to have a, a, a good relationship with my kids by the time they become teenagers. I'm like, I know it doesn't have to be that way. You know, because I was reflecting on my life and how I was as a teen. And I didn't want to rebel against my mom. You know, I wanted to have a relationship with her. It's just my mom, you know, she wouldn't, she wasn't really trying to understand me. And she had her own problems. And so I think a lot of times if parents are really distracted by their own issues, um, that the, the, their issues within are going to be the only things that are going to be highlighted. And then your kids' issues are just going to magnify your issues. And then you're just going to be, ah, you know, freaking out. Been there, done that, you guys, you know, years and years and years ago. Um, so thank God that there's people out there that have resources for us that, you know, that can give us a solid, you know, foundation and principles and frameworks for us to integrate into our own lives. And so I took this course, Growing Kids God's Way, completely changed my life, you guys. I've been through it like five times. I would go through it five more times. It is so loaded. I mean, it is, I've never been through any other parenting class, and I don't think I ever will, because this one was so comprehensive in the fact that, you know, it integrated the husband-wife relationship 
you know, the impact that a father has on a kid's life. Um, you know, talked about the, the love languages. Um, you guys are so much. So I'm gonna share with you really quick, just in case you guys are interested. It's called Growing Kids God's Way, Reaching the Heart of Your Child with a God-Centered Purpose. And uh, so it talks about how to raise a moral child. Okay, touch points of love, father's mandate, uh, your child's conscience. So it actually teaches you about the conscience and how to build into their conscience, which was pretty incredible. Respect for authority and parents, respect for age, respect for peers, property and nature, principles of obedience, discipline with encouragement, discipline with correction, with correction, consequences and punishment, repentance, forgiveness and restoration, discipline issues, the appeal process and building a healthy family. Oh man, you guys, this thing is loaded with so much amazing content. So if you are a parent and you feel like you're massively struggling with your kids or you're just looking for something, you know, more tools to build, you know, you feel like you got a pretty good grasp on things, but maybe you're, you know, just looking for some more encouragement and more tools. Um, Growing Kids God's Way was an amazing uh, foundation for us. They also have Reaching the Heart of Your Teen, which was so good. Me and my husband went through that a couple times. Uh, we went through all of their their stuff. I mean, because we were we we're just hungry. You know, we want to um, do the best we can with our kids, um, have all the tools we need. And uh, you guys, this stuff changed my life. So I wanted to share that with you guys, just in case there's anybody on here who's interested. Um, and I shared that story with you guys because I feel like I've had success in parenting. My oldest is going to be 18. We have a really great relationship. Um, we communicate. Um, he pays all of his bills. He's very responsible. Um, you know, so there, and that's the thing you have to know how to measure whether you've met your goal or not. And I knew that I wanted to have a, a good connection with my teenagers. Um, I still have a pretty good, you know, even with my, my, uh, second oldest, he's going to be 14. You know, uh, I haven't had any huge issues with him. Him and I have had the power struggle. Right. Um, and of course that's normal. Any relationship you're going to have, you know, but it was, it was a power struggle in the way of learning to understand each other. And, uh, you know, especially that, you know, they're getting older, especially when they hit, they hit the teen years, man, that's a whole nother dynamic. Um, so anyway, you guys, I just want to share that with you, um, that resource, if you guys are interested. Um, another framework we're going to be talking about today with the goal setting process is, so we talked about smart goals, you guys. Um, your goals have to be specific, right? You have to know exactly what you want to do. You want to, you know, what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, why you're going to do it. Your why will compel you on the days where you're just like, dude, I want to give up. I shared my I shared my vision with you guys. I've shared some goals I have with you guys just to kind of give you some context, maybe get your mind going a little bit. Um, so as far as goals, um, they have to be measurable. And, um, you know, what is the acronym, you guys? I haven't studied this too much. Um, I know it if I actually think about it. So hold on. Specific, measurable, attainable, right? Um, what was it? What was the other one? Uh, I can't remember the, the R. Are you kidding me, Ashley? Wow, you're so smart. Oh, results. <laughs> results and then time bound, right? So again, check out yesterday's podcast, you guys. I talked about that. I hope um, that made some sense, you guys. Okay, so today we're going to talk about something called the Eisenhower decision matrix, which was actually come from Eisenhower, the president. This is how he used to make decisions. Um, I thought it's pretty cool framework. I want to share it with you guys. You guys can use this in terms of, okay, you have a to-do list, right? You have a lot of things you need to do and you're not really sure where to start. Okay, so this is just kind of practical. Now we're on the practical side of the podcast, okay? Um, so these are just practical things to think about in relationship to your list of goals that you have. So here, here's the first one. It's urgent and it's important, okay? So, you know, make get a piece of paper out. You know, um, up in the one left-hand corner, put urgent, urgent and important. 
and then and then next to that you know in the other corner divide a paper in four in four uh sections okay so in one corner in one square put important and urgent and then in another square i want you to write important not urgent and then in the bottom uh left square i want you to write urgent not important and then the last one the bottom right i want you to write not urgent not important okay so you're going to basically look at your to-do list your priorities whatever it is and you're going to ask yourself is it urgent and is it important you know and uh if it is you're going to do that thing first like for me you guys you know what's urgent and important for me my children's education my children's education i homeschool them so that is what's urgent and important to me is raising my kids educating them pouring into them investing in them connecting with them spending time with them that is my priority uh throughout the day you know we start our homeschool i believe at nine o'clock they get up at eight you know we have breakfast and then um i think my older kids they've started this workout routine but then when we're done we have our morning time and then they we have you know we do math and then uh you know then they have lunch break and then we do you know uh what is it um uh the grammar the writing they read on their own they do their own projects as far as all the history and science kind of stuff you guys i've come to a point to where i let my kids pick one of those things on their own and then they do their own research and project so when i work with them we work on the core skills as far as uh math reading writing logic um yeah math reading writing logic and uh you know eventually we're going to get some speaking into this whole thing but i i help them focus on those core things and then as far as you know science and history uh, we talk about that stuff all the time especially history we love history around here but you know i have them all pick a subject that they enjoy and just do a presentation you know every two weeks and so that will help them with their speaking skills but that's kind of how i sort out my time with my kids you know i want to teach them the skills if my kids can read you know if they can uh if they can do math, if they can, if they can write, if they can uh, speak, if they can listen, that's the other thing. What is it? Listening, uh, speaking, reading, writing, math, and logic. Those are the core things that every single person on this planet should know how to do. I figured if I can teach my kids those core things, there is absolutely nothing they will not be able to do. I'm giving them the tools to learn. And so if you give your children the tools to learn, uh, they're going to learn anything. It doesn't matter. So if you're homeschooling, especially now, uh, I don't know why I'm talking about this, you guys, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, you know, focus on giving them the tools to learn, right? If someone is going to learn well, they have to be a good listener. So when they're young, teach them how to listen, <laughs> teach them how to pay attention. All right. And then read to your kids a lot too. Uh, we read every night as a family. That's been something we've been doing for the last couple years. Um, it's how a way that we feel like we can connect every night too. Because let's be honest, you know, everyone's, you know, we're busy throughout the day with homeschooling. My husband's at work. You know, and then he gets home and then we have, we all have, we all have dinner together and then we have our family time. And then, uh, you know, after that, the kids, you know, for the, go do their thing for the evening or whatever. But, uh, after dinner, every night we sit together for like 45 minutes, we read together, we have discussion, we pray together. And that's just how we've grounded our family to kind of keep everybody together on the same page. And that's just really brought a lot of strength. So, um, that's what we do too, you know, especially like if you, um, you know, if, if you love history or whatever, we love to read a lot of, um, historical based books as well um we read like all the little house books and all that i mean there's so many good books out there so we just read everything together as a family and we talk about it and so that's how we cover a lot of our history 
Um, and you know, as far as science goes, my kids do a lot of like projects on their own with science. Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up, you guys. Maybe there's somebody out there who's been thinking about homeschooling or who's doing it and is feeling a little overwhelmed. But anyway, that's my that is my urgent and my important goal is to educate my children and make them number one. Okay. So that's my urgent and my important. My um my important but not urgent is doing my life coaching stuff. You know, um, it's important, but it's not urgent. You know, I don't have to get this done because this is something I'm going to do the rest of my life. So finishing my book is important, but it's not an urgent thing. So, you know, and that's going to be the second thing you're going to do throughout the day, uh, by the way. Um, you're going to have your imp- important, sorry, you guys, and urgent things that you need to do. Those are the things that are going to get done first. And then you're going to have your important, but not urgent things. Okay. So, um, you know, and, and that's when you're going to give yourself a deadline. You guys, my goal is to have my book done within the next month. So I'll probably do an accountability podcast on here just to let you guys know how I'm doing with that. And just to check in with you guys. But seriously, it's when you set a, a time budget for yourself and say, I'm going to have this done in this month. And so that's my goal is I'm going to give myself a month to get this book done. Um, and uh, that's the other thing, you know, making decisions that work for you. I thought doing it at night would be, be, be okay, but it's not. In the morning works so much better for me. So, you know, know yourself and know what's going to give you fuel and strength through the day and make decisions based upon that. Okay. So, uh, number three, what's urgent, but not important. Uh, the way this was explained to me is usually when things are urgent, but not important. Urgent is usually the the expectations that people have put on you. All right. So sometimes either you just need to learn some boundaries and obviously not allow yourself to get stuck with a bunch of things that are urgent, that are not important to you. Like, why would you why would you do something that's urgent but not important, right? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but uh, maybe you need maybe you need to delegate that thing, you know, or you need to just set some boundaries and not, uh, not, not commit to things that are not important to you, right? We should not be wasting our time that way. Um, so, and then the last thing, not urgent, not important. <laughs> uh, you know what? That Don't do it. If it's not urgent, if it's not important, then it shouldn't even be on your list. That's just my, that's just my opinion, you know? Um, and I, sometimes it's a matter of just adjusting your expectations on yourself in, in your current season, you know? Um, and just being able to, you know, just be okay with that. Get your important and urgent things done and then get your important but not urgent things done, okay? Uh, that should be kind of those two things throughout the day. And then I think when you, un, you know, you start to unravel your to-do list in that way, then you're going to probably have a lot more peace and a lot more sense of accomplishment. So, uh, know what's important and know what's urgent to you and then know what's important, but not urgent. So, you know, obviously my thing is, is, you know, getting my, my children educated, which we don't start until later anyway. So, you know, I get my, my, I work on my, uh, daily encouragement stuff early, early in the morning. And then I spend time with my kids. So I, every day, those two things are done. And, uh, you know, I feel, I feel like I made progress. And so anyway, and again, if you have important and not urgent things, give yourself a deadline for those things, hold yourself accountable, especially when it comes to your vision, because your goals should be tying into your greater vision of your life. And so me finishing this book is tying into my greater vision of teaching my children how to, you know, um, you know, build a business or create something with their own hands in that way, something that can bless the world. Right. Because eventually I would like the these things that I'm creating to, to make an impact in, on, on the world and be able to make a contribution, right? Um, I know what it's like to be a Christian that was buried underneath other people's opinions, my performance and all these things. And I remember how burdened I felt and suffocated and feeling like I had absolutely no 
way out. And so now that the Lord has brought these things into my life, I really want to give that back. And so, um, you know, and help other people in that way, you guys. So, um, you know, me doing these things all ties into the greater vision I have for my life. And so anyway, you guys, let's, I'm going to talk about one more for you really quick. One more um, framework you can use in terms of setting goals. And it's called the goal efficiency matrix. And by the way, you guys, I told you, I learned these things from taking Kane Ramsey's live coaching course on Udemy. So you guys can take that too, if you want. Um, and you guys can learn all of this stuff I'm teaching you through his class. Um, he doesn't teach it from a Christian perspective, but nevertheless, the content is amazing. And I just took it and I integrated it into my life from, from a Christian perspective. And I just used it. So, you know, all I'm doing is taking the things I've learned and I'm sharing my experiences with you guys and my perspective on it from a, as being a Christian. So anyway, uh, goal efficiency matrix. Okay. So this is kind of another thing. So get another piece of paper, put it in four, four sections. Okay. So in the top left corner, you know, right. Good for me, bad for you. Okay. Number two, right. Good for you, bad for me. Number three, right bad for me, bad for you. <laughs> and then number four, I win, you win. Okay. So this is just another framework you can use when you're making decisions. So the first one, good for me, bad for you. What does that mean? Thinking about how your goals impact other people. Okay. Um, you know, good for me, bad for you. I'm trying to think, what would that look like? That would be like a parent who it's good for them to maybe go to work and make money right? And maybe they just want alone time, but they have children. Okay. Kids need um, parents who are going to be physically and emotionally present with them. Okay. Our kids did not ask to be in this world, right? Did you ask? And, and do you know how exasperating it is for a kid to need something from a parent, but they're physically or emotionally or both disconnected from them, right? Kids didn't ask for any of that. So, it's, you know, we got to make sure that, you know, we are not just serving ourselves in this way. You know, okay, I got to make money. I got to do this. But then your kids are being negatively impacted, you know? So that's what I mean when I say good for you, you know, good for me, bad for you. How are your decisions impacting the people around you that are most important, right? I mean, I've had relationships where I've told people that, hey, I love you. I'm going to spend more time with you. And they never responded, right? They were just doing their own thing. So, you know, it's kind of that thing where you're not willing to adjust anything you're doing for the benefit of another person, you know, that you might love. And, uh, you know, so anyway, you guys, it's just something to think about, you know, are your, are your decisions good for you and bad for other people? You know, how do your decisions impact the people that mean the most to you, right? Like a husband, wife relationship as well. Um, you know, you can apply the same thing, you know, them, you know, maybe working so much to the point to where, you know, the husband and wife aren't spending time together anymore, or they're not spending time with their kids anymore, or, you know, whatever, just whatever, however, whatever comes to your mind, write it down and pay attention. Okay. Um, so number two, it's good for you and it's bad for me. Oh Lord. Okay. I operated like this for a very long time as a Christian. I did good for everyone else. And I never paid attention to myself because I learned this at a very young age. So um, in relationships, sometimes you can put everyone else first in that way. Um, 
I think sometimes that can happen because it might give you like a sense of control. Like maybe that person always be there. So you do all these things for them, but you're not aware of yourself in any type of way. Uh, you're not getting your needs met. You're not communicating again. Uh, remember in the pillars of truth, you know, what do we talk about the foundations of healthy relationships? Truth is one of the pillars there. Um, are you being truthful in the, in the relationships that you're keeping with people? Right. Um, or, or are you just being apathetic? Are you just lazy, right? Just do good for other people, but not work on yourself or take full responsibility for how, you know, maybe you are feeling a little, because there's usually indicators. If you're doing good for other people and bad for you, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the stress, the burden. Uh, you're going to, there's going to be indicators. You might feel angry, but then you might judge yourself, especially Christians. Anger's bad. I can't be angry about anything, right? Whatever. You might judge yourself and not pay attention to those things being as indicators. Maybe you are overextending yourself but by whatever you believe for whatever reason you're not giving yourself the freedom to to make a change and therefore you know you're carrying around all this anger and frustration but um you're not you know you're not taking responsibility for that right so good for you bad for me basically that's doormat mentality that's victim you know take care of everyone else don't take care of respon you're not responsible for you die to yourself you know die to your needs to your uh you know die, die to yourself right <laughs> all right you guys uh number three bad for me bad for you um i kind of see that as people who um you know maybe are stuck in addiction you know like when my parents were um you know that wasn't good for them uh my parents had a, a ton of stress but then if you tried to uh hey mom and dad we gotta get this figured out it caused more stress and then it was bad for you. So, <laughs> you know, uh, bad for you, bad for me. That could just be, uh, you're making destructive choices in your life and it's impacting other people in a negative way, you know, like it did for us growing up as kids. And uh, it's just a whole all out crappy situation. So um, good for, you know, bad for you, bad for me. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory in my mind. I, I don't know what comes to your guys' mind, but write it on that piece of paper. Um, and, uh, you know, and do that in relationship to your goals, right? Thinking about your goals, okay? And then number four, I win, you win, right? I think that has to do with unity that comes in, collaboration. Uh, of course, you know, I, I want to win in my life. I want to be successful. I want to bear fruit. I think that's a good thing. Um, and I have to make sure the way that I do that does not come at the, the, at the cost of what is the most important to me. Right, my priorities, raising up my, my children and, and investing in them and, and educating them and, and being present emotionally and, and physically with them, right? I want to make sure that I'm making decisions to where I win and they win, right? They have their mom, they have what they need, they have, you know, their mom and dad present with them and investing in them at this age that they're at where they need both their parents. So, you know, just creating that. Uh, the other thing too, you can apply this to um, like churches or businesses, right? I win, you win. This is what I want to do. And collaborating and talking with people about how can this benefit you too? What are your ideas? Excuse me, you guys. Um, what are your ideas? You know, how how can this be good for you as well? Uh, so that, that would mean that people would have to be open and receptive and transparent. Uh, people are going to have to be good communicators. People are going to have to tell people what they need. People are going to have to know their own worth, I think, at this point. Um, you know, to know what they bring to the table, especially in the body of Christ. I believe God has redeemed every single person from a, a he has, well, I, I, I can't say he has with everybody because not everybody wants to accept the goodness that God has for them. 
But I, I believe once it's accepted that there's going to be a level of grace on your life that uh, you can give to other people by the experiences that you've had, by the shame hole God pulled you out of. You can share that with other people. And so that you are, you, you're going to win and other people will win based upon how the grace of God is working inside of your life, how he's healed you, how he's encouraged you, how he has supplied for you, you know, where you can see your progress, where you were and where you're at now that can benefit that's benefited you. And that will benefit other people. If you can communicate that process to somebody else, right? Or maybe you have a certain skill or a certain talent that other people might need, right? You're collaborating with, with somebody. This person's trying to build a business, but they might need help with, you know, a website or whatever, whatever they need in their business. You being able to, you know, find someone else. Oh, hey, you can help me. And, you know, that person might get, you know, get paid for their services and you're getting what you need, right? These mutual exchanges that we make, um, you know. So anyway, you guys, that is all I have for you today. That is the goal efficiency matrix. So being able to take your goals and then put them in that framework. Is it good for you and bad for somebody else? Is it good for you? Is it good for you and uh, bad for me, right? Is it bad for you and bad for me? And then I win, you win. Okay, so look at your goals, put them in those different categories. You can do it with the goal efficiency matrix that way, or you can run it through the Eisenhower decision matrix. Um, so anyway, you guys, thank you guys for all your support. Uh, if you guys ever want to sponsor the podcast, feel free. The link is down in the description below. You guys can donate anywhere from 99 cents all the way up to 10 bucks a month. As I told you guys, I'm only going to be doing one episode a week for at least the next month. I'm going to get that devotional done. And uh, once that's done, I'm going to kind of see how the podcast is going to see if uh, more people are listening to it because maybe it's not so overwhelming in content um, as well as, you know, making different transitions in my life right now, you guys. So anyway, there's just a lot going on, but uh, I will definitely be here on Wednesdays. You guys be sure to check out Food for Thought Friday on my Facebook page. All the stuff's in the description below. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Thank you guys for tuning in and I will see you guys next Wednesday.